you're proposing a land value tax for London, which is a particular type of wealth tax, why did you choose the land value tax in particular? Well, I think there are a couple of major advantages that a land value tax has. First of all, it taxes away unearned wealth. So the value of land is largely determined by other factors, not by uh, the effort of the person who happens to own the piece of land. Uh, It's often determined by major investment that goes in by the public sector, for example, building a new railway, which raises the value of the land. The landowner's done nothing to earn that uh, money, but suddenly they've got a lot wealthier. But also it has a second advantage, which is it's an incentive to get the best use out of a piece of land. So it uh, ought to stimulate house building because you have to pay it regardless of whether or not the land is developed. It incentivizes getting the maximum return out of that land in forms of rent. And the best way to do that is to build some houses or to build some offices, not to sit on vacant land uh, and speculate. Can you just describe how then the tax might work in practice? Um, So the first thing you need to do is establish the ownership of the land. Because the tax is paid by the ultimate landowner, the freeholder, uh, you have to establish the land ownership. That's something I think that will be quite valuable for us to do in any case. And it's something that's been, it was talked about under the Cameron government as a way of tackling money laundering and things like that. Uh, It's been done in Ireland uh, a couple of years ago. They've now um, established the ownership of all their lands. The first thing you need to do is is establish that so you know who who will pay. that might be a little bit tricky, but one way of incentivizing people to actually come forward and, and to you know uh, admit to the ownership of, of the land and be open about it is to say, well, if if you don't come forward in a period of time, then the state can you know can take that land away or something like that. So that's a great incentive for people to come forward and to uh, uh, and to actually declare their ownership of land because often it can be murky through various holding companies uh, and things like that. Then you obviously have to work out um, uh, various details, such as who administers it, uh, what rate it's set at. My sort of view uh, on this is that it would be a replacement for local taxes like um, like council tax business rates uh, and for stamp duty and possibly for capital gains tax as well. Essentially, you could replace all the property taxes with one uh, single uh, with one single tax. Um, and it's been done various ways in various different countries. Um, you also have to value the land as well. Um, now, you can do that uh, in a number of ways. Uh, you can literally have, um, you know, an army of people, uh, valuers going around and assessing the value of the land. And it has to be the value of the land itself minus the property because we're not taxing the property. We're just taxing uh, the land. In one state in Australia, what they do is they use a system of self-valuation, which might sound uh, a bit odd because, um, well, someone could just value their land at at zero or very little. But what happens there is um, the state has the automatic right to buy the land off you at the value that you give, which is a great disincentive not to give yourself a particularly uh, uh, low rate. So I think I think those are the key. Those are the key things that need to be that need to be worked out. So getting into then a few more specifics, what what sort of rate would you set it at? And, and are there examples from abroad of, of the rate, the level that they set their land value taxes at? And would you have any exemptions or, you know, will this apply to everyone? So anyone who owns, for example, uh, you know, even a, a small property in, in one of the London boroughs um, and has the freehold, would they have to pay the tax as well? 
looking at examples from around the world in Finland, uh, I think the rate is set between 0.5 and 1% of the value of the land. Uh, in Denmark, it's between 0.6 and 2.4%. Um, so we would have to work out exactly, you know, what the details of that would be here. In terms of exemptions, usually what you find is um, the rate of the tax uh, can be determined by the particular use that's assigned to the land, and that use would be assigned by a public body. So, for example, if a piece of land was assigned as agricultural land, then the rate would be very, very low. But if the public authority decided that the land ought to be housing land, then the rate would uh, be a lot higher. Um and that as well goes back to this point about incentivizing development. If a local authority, you know, wants to incentivize development of housing, if it has, a, if it assigns a piece of land as housing land, the tax rate will be higher. That then incentivizes the owner of the land to build. Now, the way it, the way I envisage it being um, uh, working is that for the vast majority of people, you know, particularly people who just own, you know, just own one property that they live in, they probably wouldn't be paying any more tax than they would be paying uh, at the moment in council tax. But you would need to ensure that um, were there people who, for example, were asset rich but income poor that would struggle to pay it, you'd have to have some sort of system whereby, for example, they could defer the payment of the tax until the house was sold or until they die, uh, and and then the tax would be recouped because you don't want to be in a situation where you've, you know, you've got a, a, an elderly person in a house they've owned for many, many years that's now worth a lot of money uh, and then them being forced out because of this tax. You'd need to construct the system to make sure that that doesn't happen. You've said that the value would be based on the optimal use of that that land so you've given a couple of examples there but some people might have different views as to what the optimal use is so you know you might have one person who would say well actually this area really needs a park and another person who says well actually we need to get business investment so we should turn it into you know kind of stores or or offices Mm. or something and others housing so how do you really make a fair assessment of what the optimal use would be this is something that has to be done via the planning system. It's something that we 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 don't do in the same way as other countries do at the moment. So, for example, in the United States, in a lot of uh, cities, they have zoning uh, and particular areas will be allocated in terms of zoning. We do it slightly differently. We look at buildings and we say, well, that's a particular use class for a particular uh, building, which is a slightly different way of doing it. But we, but still within local plans, we, you still find where you, you'll still see local authorities identifying certain uh, land for housing. We have strategic industrial land, which is uh, which has a particular status. So we do it in a quasi way at the moment. We'd have to formalise that, and it would have to be a democratic process. Uh, and you'd also have to have appeals in the same way that you have appeals for other planning decisions at the moment, so that landowners uh, would have some sort of recourse. Uh, I think that's important as well. But this would be something that would be done in a democratic way through the through the planning system. How much do you expect, or, or would you anticipate that such a tax would raise in revenue? Well, that's an interesting question, and I mean, it would be given that it would replace, in my view, the existing property taxes at the very uh, minimum to start with. The revenue it would raise, I would think, would need to correlate with the uh, with the level of these taxes in total. But of course, how much it ultimately raises will depend on 
the rates that local authorities set, whether or not the government uh, chooses to cap the rates that are set in the way that it has uh, over the years used various methods to stop local authorities massively increasing council tax. So at the base level, I would say it will probably be fiscally neutral, raising the same amount it does at the moment. But over time, that could go up or it could go down depending on decisions that are made. Why do you think London needs a wealth tax? I think we need a wealth tax because of the huge disparity now between the people who own property and land and the people who don't. Uh, and it's now starting to cascade down uh, in a you know, very much through in, in the form of inheritance and things like that. If you've got a family where the family owns property, it's much easier for you to get on the property ladder than if your family don't own property. You might be earning a really good income. You might be, you know, you can be earning a, a very you know, comparatively very high income and still not being able to buy a home, which is what most people want to be able to do because you're not able to raise uh, a deposit. Um, I think wealth taxes are a great way of, um, of correcting that disparity. And particularly um, uh, from a Labour Party perspective, um, we talk about redistributing wealth in the Labour Party, but so often all we talk about is redistributing income uh, and actually, if we're really serious about equality, then I think we need to be looking at where the real money is, and that's held up in wealth and in land. Which is exactly the point that actually when you look at income inequality, it's not nearly as bad as wealth inequality. And we are just seeing people being able to pass on this accumulated wealth, which just progressively makes that situation worse. Absolutely. And I, and I would suspect, although I don't know for certain, that in London that is even more pronounced, the gap between uh, wealth and income. Um, and it's something where, you know, we talk about particularly the baby boomer generation, you know, they bought their houses very cheap. And now um, their children stand to get quite an inheritance. But A, that's not particularly fair because it's it, again, it's determined by, you know, the fortunes of your or parents. But also, I think uh, most young people don't want to wait until they're, um, you know, they're 60 and their parents have died, um, you know, to be able to afford to buy um, a house. I, you know, I think it would be a much fairer way to tax away some of this wealth uh, in the meantime and create a fairer system for everybody. And actually, the the advantage of a land value tax, as you're proposing, is is not just that you are taxing wealth and making sure that you're putting the burden of taxation on um, passive, if you like, uh, uh, wealth, but you're also at the same time hopefully encouraging people to build more homes, which hopefully brings the price down and therefore lets more people uh, buy a property that then gives them an asset. So this is a kind of double benefit from a, a land tax. 